Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Today we journey with Jesus and explore the goodness of Genesis. In the beginning, oh, what wonderful words wisdom wrote. The author uses a wealth of expressions to catch our imaginations and describes the heaven and the earth, the sky and the sea. From the ant to the elephant to the fish and the fowl, grass as green as ever would grow, oceans as blue as ever would flow. Wonderful, stimulating themes are presented, and it is here that we can peer into the very workshop of God. As a king's image on the coin, so God's image upon man, and that image was most evident in his spiritual nature. Man's employment was around the trees, his heart around God. God plants the garden and places the man, and from the first man to the first marriage to the first Sabbath, things seem to be going good, very good, God would say. But will it remain all blue skies from here on out? Satan dons the serpent suit and rears his ugly head. Our ears begin to burn as we listen to the disturbing conversation of chapter 3. And by the end of it, all was bad. Very bad. From scripture, we get the picture. Sin has put a spanner in the works and shattered the divine image in man. His beauty has become all solid and stained. We leave Eden Pianas now and Cain and Abel appear on the scene. Sin lurks at the door, and Abel's blood cried for revenge. While Enoch walked with God, others failed to do so, and the streams of sin that flowed from their lives caused the flood to come. The world is reborn, and Babel begins well, but learns the lesson that they who build, build in vain without God. Next we encounter Abraham after he has encountered Christ. He knew not where he was going, but he knew the God he followed. Isaac becomes a living sacrifice and Jacob, wrestling with God, is wounded and healed at the same time. Joseph now enters the Freya life and says hello, but will soon have to wave goodbye, carted off to Egypt. His own brother said he was ravaged by a wild animal and sin was never so well described. Years of plenty, years of lack and Joseph dies. As we come to the final page of Genesis, we look back and reflect. The events of this book are not seen by the reign of heroes, but by the lives of people much like you and me. Stark portraits of flesh and blood human beings who laughed and cried, believed and doubted, walked in faith and fell into sin. Real stories about real people discovering a real God. Thus the book of Genesis ends with death and darkness, so sad the change sinners made. Thank God we have Exodus to travel to next time. But until then, all is not lost. Genesis reveals the very person and nature of God, the tragedy and consequences of sin, and the promise and assurance of salvation. It truly is a book you cannot put down, and its chapters afford inspiring counsel and instruction that make it essential for frequent contemplation and reading. Genesis then takes us and teaches us about a new beginning, a new belonging in Jesus Christ. Jesus, the only one who can satisfy. Jesus, the only one who can save. Our tour of the Bible books is over to the today. Our response to Genesis to God is a pivot on which the rest of our lives will turn. The only question is, which way are we turning? The answer? Well, I'll leave that up to you.